Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome, Welcome back, back to it. <laughs> Go ahead, you start, Joe. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. And my name is Max McGuire. Big and show today. Big show. Special guest. Special guest. Fresh off the Jovan Pulitzer hates it special. Back jo- with us. Jovan Pulitzer. The we the 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 crystal loving. I don't even know how to describe them. I we I and I, and really I don't want to take away from this audit because there's a couple big things that are happening and we're we're you know, we're bring them on here in a second. But David has been relentless and working with entire groups on how to gather data. His wife Erin is unbelievable. Was was being able to sift through and sort data and make sure that they could pinpoint the fraud, and then from there got into a county. And got the commissioners to say we're going to give you access to do a full forensic audit. So um, let's, without anything more, let's bring David on, and he can give us an update on what's happening in New Mexico. David, welcome to the show. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Max. Hey, how's it going? So we had to smack uh, Jovan around a little bit, uh, the little fraudster. Um, are you going to have him in the audit? Are you going to have him doing the audit with you? <laughs> uh, I would describe the, the New Mexico audit as the antithesis of the Maricopa audit. Yeah. And it's not to say that there aren't some great things that came out of out of that audit, but the, the good people, the people that were competent, in my opinion, just my opinion, were neutralized. And those that really didn't know what they were doing were running the show. And uh, so you had your three phases in Maricopa, and Jovan's was one of the big three phases. But come September, we didn't see his report. We didn't see his findings. I spoke with Doug Logan shortly after our discussion together with uh, Dr. Shiva, who just laid waste to um, a fraudulent report. I mean, what we saw was a repurposed um, canvas report out of Maricopa that was called kinematic artifact detection. And that's just not the case. Uh, So from there, uh, I think we wanted to tie ourselves to Dr. Shiva. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Time out. But he said that it's, it's a patent process, right? So I broke out all of his patents, David. I went through every one of them, even the the patent on the patent of the patent that was the previous patent that had expired on that patent that he actually finally put the new patent of the other patent, reworded and it, made it look like... It. And they trademarked it. <laughs> There's no kinematic artifact anything. What are you talking about? Fold the paper. Oh, that's brilliant. Look, and I'm not saying that something that he's There's doing no. can't can't have some weight. There might be something to it. He's just not the guy to do it. Unless he's treasure hunting with a sword that he found on Amazon. <laughs> well, we don't know where he found it. We don't know where he found it. Well, he, we just he, know that they are selling them online. He, he had a he had a chance to brighten his star. And the problem is, is that when you, when you start finding problems across the board, and, and I think the, the biggest problem that we exposed was that he didn't allow himself to have any peer review. There's no peer review over his process. 
And he was pressured to release that preliminary report to the public about two weeks before our podcast together. And what we found was just, it was crap. It was, it was bogus. And um, I didn't take any uh, pleasure in that podcast because you want the Maricopa audit to su succeed. But he's still telling folks that he's going to have a forthcoming report. Who he's going to deliver it to is beyond me because Doug Logan and the Cyber Ninjas are now defunct. He's the prime contractor of the Maricopa audit. And, and I know that Karen Fan's not going to have a, a hearing specially put, put forth for uh, Javon. So, uh, you know, we have to expose the bad actors and move towards the people that are competent. And that's why in New Mexico, our prime contractor is Dr. Shiva. He's no nonsense. He has a systems approach and um, we believe in his work. Yes. So David, when you were a professor, if a student came to you and we were supposed to do a project and they never turned it in and then somehow it found its way to you and you, you look at the PowerPoint and the titles are misspelled and <laughs> it's all just bad work. What kind of grade would you give a, a college student who did a plus like that? today? Ah. <laughs> well, for for typos and grammar, that's one thing. Um, the big problem was there, there was parts that were plagiarized. I mean, when you look at the mm, work product no -no. of the Maricopa Canvas uh, report, and it was just reconstituted into a flashy graph and passed off as something new, that would get you an F, probably get you kicked out of my course. So plagiarism is not is frowned upon, is what you're saying. Well, uh, you, you you think so? <laughs> I, anything goes in the university right now. Uh, anything, but literally was, anything goes. Anything goes. Ah. Yeah. They they might they might uh, they might require me to undergo sensitivity training for asking someone to not turn in plagiarism work. That might be the environment <laughs> now, but there was a time. Plagiarists are a protected class. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as you're the right race, the right color, the right gender, uh, then yeah, you've got some protection. If, if you uh, if you look like me, not so much. It you know that's kind of racist, but okay, it's kind of racist. <laughs> so so yeah. we want to we so, want to so dive. Good race. Yeah, <laughs> we want to dive into this. There, there's a lot of good things that you're doing in New Mexico. Number one, you're allowing for bringing in uh, Dr. Shiva. You know, when you talked about peer review, right? Um, I like to say that um, you you have to have peer review. You have to have some sort of QA process where you can push it against something. Uh, I know that that's been uh, one of the things that I've pushed for at every level with nearly everyone that I've talked to in this movement. And you have some really smart people like uh, Draza Smith and Jeff O'Donnell and, and others that are doing the computer work to make sure that we can get to the bottom of the algorithms that are being used across the nation in order to steal the steal the election. But what process are you using right now? Or can you share that with us? Or is that something to, to make sure that we 100% uh, don't have any sort of, no, I would say 100%, you can never be 100%, but we can get to a place where that, uh, that it can withstand scrutiny. Yes, well, what I'll share is that once the reports are put out by our machine people, everyone will have access to that. What we don't want to do is have a televised circus where that's what we had in Maricopa. Was there a lot? It was just right. circus. We want people to get in and get out and start doing the analysis. What I will tell you is based on my understanding of Maricopa, there was once an A team that was set up to do the machine work. 
Yeah. And that A team got whittled down to the D team. Um, I think we've got experts on the machine level that are nation state level experts, and we want to protect them as long as we can. And, and because as soon as you let people know who they are, they get interfered with. Um, what I'll tell you is that we've got people that are on the caliber of Dr. Shiva, but are all over the machines. And so I'm, I'm very confident we know who they are. Um, I think you can see some of the work that was done out of Michigan and Antrim County, uh, folks in those circles. And I think that to, to, to date, the Antrim County machine expert reports were the best ones. Yeah, they were it's the good best to hear. Go ahead. It's good to hear that there's going to be peer review. David, as a professor, could you ever imagine publishing a paper and having no one read it until it's seen by the public? I mean, it just seems so absurd, right? Before you even go through the peer review process, you're, you're, you're handing it to the professor down the hall, right? You're giving it to a colleague at another university. Hey, what do you think about this? Just did I miss anything? Because you want to make sure it's the best work possible. And it's not just a Joe Vaughn dig. We're seeing this all over the movement of people trying to make their reports almost proprietary, like no one can see it until it finally gets out. And then we see people at the at USA Today picking it apart. And like, well, wait, if you had just shown it to us, we could have told you, hey, you missed this step. Oh, it was a rounding error. What What do you think about this? Because it, it's not just a Jovan thing. It's all over the place of, of people just refusing to, to cooperate and have other people look over their work. Yeah, I, I think, look, to, if I wanted to be super fair to people withholding stuff, um, you have to understand that the media is not your friend. We have to understand that there, you're going to have political bottlenecks. And part of this is just being strategic to ensure that people that aren't working in good faith can't sabotage the movement. That's the only only classification of, OK, let's be smart about what we reveal. But at some point, you have to know that your report needs to stand on its own merits. And within your community, you need to share it far and wide because there might be insights that other experts have with your data that are promising. So even though we've got a prime contractor and experts that will be working on certain schedules that are laid out for the audit, uh, within our trusted community, whether it's a Jeff O'Donnell or a Draza Smith or other experts across the country, we're going to give them our information because they're going to find stuff that we need to know about. So this is a very, very inclusive movement. Even though Dr. Sheev is the prime, we have America's audit force also working on it. We've got about 2000 people across the country that are invested in, in, learning about what went right, what went wrong, what's good about these machines, if anything, there isn't. Um, and, and just figuring how, whether or not this is the time to transition from a highly vulnerable machine to a paper-based election. So, so let's just, let's, let's go back on what you just said right here. You said that there isn't what, now you didn't just go pick a County and say, okay, let's pick this County. It's, it's uh, dominion and uh, yeah. You did the hard work up front to uncover fraud first. You did the mathematical formulation of the fraud that exists in the machines, right? So, so you didn't just walk into this. I mean, did you? Did you just walk into it and say, mm, I'm going to pick that? No, well, we, what we did is we, instead of bemoaning our station and, and, and just being upset that Dominion doesn't want to help us, <laughs> we went into counties and did IPA requests. And we got whatever information we could. We were able to get a cast vote record in several counties. We were able to get stuff and piece it together. We were able to get voter rolls. Um, in fact, we had to go through the Libertarian Party initially to get a full set of voter roll data because the Republican Party wouldn't help us. Um, so we were able to get all kinds of, of information together. And from that, 
uh, Aaron was able, my wife, Aaron was able to replicate Dr. Frank's work in New Mexico and go back and forth with him. And what we found, you know, was expected, but I think the key issue that we saw was that you had artificial manipulation and inflation of voter rolls. And that's huge because it wasn't just an inflation in a random sense. What you're seeing were, sub, were spikes that were occurring in every county on the same date, the same time, taking on a certain shape that was completely unnatural. And if you actually map out all 33 counties, same dates. Um, so that what that tells us is that you might have some great old lady that's known for cleaning up the voter rolls and doing a great job uh, and, and is proud and she reports about her work to make sure our voter rolls are, are clean and neat. And then two days later, the machine can reincorporate or redump uh, a line of credit, if you will, into our voter rolls to draw from to do the cheat. And then on strategic days, they'll remove or deflate the voter rolls to make it look like there is a cleanup happening, but it's all machine driven. So we are able to take that and take that to uh, one county in particular. And I, I think the, the thought process behind it was we all had access to, to Captain Seth Keschel's heat map going back oh, last summer. And he, he ended up mapping the entire country. And the, the thought process was let's go to these areas where either you have high levels of fraud or moderate levels of fraud and let's start our canvassing there. And what we ran into was were these bottlenecks where in the urban centers where you actually have the most uh, greatest amount of corruption we weren't going to get any ins to getting into the machines. And so that map is deceptive in some ways because when we see green, we think we're all right. And, and the green doesn't mean that there's no fraud. It just means that it's a lower amount. So if we're, if we're, if, if we're come to the conclusion that votes are being skimmed across the top in every single county, in every single state, why not go to places where you have a receptive audience you know, and so if we go to a rural county in New Mexico that's Republican, that's won every race, you'd think that one, we wouldn't be accused of being partisan because right, does this, would this really help Republicans if we expose some level of corruption? Not, but we're gonna get to the truth. And what we need is just access to the machines and the paper ballots to confirm what we already know. This is basically to close down that hypothesis of, okay, we have a theory that none of these statistical anomalies are faith in. So let us have access to the machines and do the back end work from a systematic approach. And then we have to ask that county a question. Do you have, you have faith that we should do means? And they're receptive to that. So this, this is a, a we're starting to That's lose you. Board. David, right, there we go. You broke up there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. So I think the approach, the solution is what it's always been. Let's go to middle America. Let's go to rural America. Heartbeat. And uh, and ask people if we can just look under the hood, and we found uh, we found a reliable partner in Otero County. So. I want to put up, Mr. Producer, I just sent you a couple of slides, and I think that this is important because what you're talking about is anomalous things that happen. These slides came from uh, Lisa, excuse me, not Lisa, uh, from Jeff O'Donnell and, um, and Draza, and uh, Draza Smith. 
But these go through different ratios. Mr. Producer, put up the uh, Mesa, Colorado. Excuse me, not the Mesa one. Excuse me, the Hill. Hill. Put up the one from uh, Wisconsin, the third one. St. Croix County, Wisconsin. So, so what we've been doing. Put, my, put on my screen. It's faster. It takes them too long. When, when okay, here we go. Up, oh, there you go. So there's phases inside the system. And so what we were able to find, this is St. Croix County that you had phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, and phase five, where you go to a set point, right? You can see where phase one is trying to figure out what the, what the, 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 the parameters are, and then it just readjusts in those different phases. Put up the next one, Mr. Producer. It just switched to my screen. That way we, we aren't covered by it. Just put up my screen. That way it doesn't cover all of our faces. All right, there we go. There we go. So Mesa, here's you want, Mesa, you want the other yeah, one. Here's Mesa County. So you have phase one, two, three, and four. So the system basically operates, and, and I think that this information is going to be helpful for you because doing the mathematical uh, uh, checks on, on these systems first and then figuring out, okay, how does the system work? I mean, I assume you're going to mount the drives. You're going to mount the drives? You have to ask the tech people. I'm the dumb lawyer. <laughs> yes, I think I think you're going to end up mounting the yeah. drives. And have they done the trusted build, the the uh, upgrades on the systems, or have we got to them before that happened? Okay, bring them down. Bring them back. Take you, froze. Oh, you, you froze up. Say that again. Freezing up. Um, Let's bring down the quality of his picture, well, Mr. Yeah. Producer. You hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. You're just, you're just cutting in and out. They're going to try and uh, and bring down the video quality a little bit so it doesn't freeze up. Have have they okay. have they gotten to the machines yet? Because what Joe was just asking, the pattern from all of these different audits is an audit gets announced, and like the next day or the next week, someone from Dominion Voting Systems goes in, do 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 do, holding their little bag of of, of gear. They get the machine and they, oh, we reset it. Oops. You get nothing. Have the machines been we're, safeguarded? We're going in. We're going in with the expectation that that, that happened. We, we're going. We're prepared for the worst. Let's put it that way. Um, OT is a county that has been faced with delayed election reports or, or election day results for for years. Because one of our key congressional race, we only have three con congresspersons that are that are elected out of New Mexico, and. Otero County, for whatever reason, seems to be the key on one of our congressional races. So instead of having election day results on a major seat for us, uh, it usually takes five to 10 days. So we're seeing that same issue of delayed reporting. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised because we got into Otero early on through a risk limiting audit that was of no use. And Dominion uh, employees were basically holding people by the hand to ensure that the audit was done a certain way. You can only scan this piece of paper one time, things like that. Um, but the reality is if there is the trusted build and there has been a wiping of records, we need to know that because if that's a violation of federal law, we can go back to the public or to the county commission to do something. So there's part of this analysis, which is focusing on the data and yeah. data people like looking at data. People like myself who are former prosecutors want to, to present the question to the county commission saying, okay, the public does not trust these machines. 
there's only one way we can restore trust and that's to get answers. And if answers cannot be had because of malfeasance and destruction or tampering with these machines or with records, then you need to have a vote immediately. On, we call it a no confidence vote in these machine months to get back to a paper base. Saying well, we want I, to get rid of the machines. Well, I think that we have to get rid of the machines. I think that what we're seeing come out of uh, Georgia is really interesting where they, all of a sudden that part of it makes it to the mainstream media. Did you notice that? David, did you know, did you notice that, that the the part about stuffing ballots that made it to the to the news? Now they had that all the way back in November of 2020. By the way, they had that video to show that those things were being stuffed. But now, conveniently, we're talking about all the machine issues in nearly every state. This is not anomalous. The mainstream media doesn't pick up any of that, but they pick up the ballot stuffing happening in Georgia so they can take the attention away from the fact that the machines are fraudulent. Dominion Voting Machines is a fraudulent company, right? And Eric Coomer is a bag who literally said himself that he, he, that he didn't have to worry about Trump winning. And mysteriously, Trump didn't win. Mysteriously. And we have all this fraud everywhere else. Now, yeah, what do you think I've about what's happening? I've heard you say it, too. I've heard you say, and I think I agree with it, is that there's a lack of focus. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, distractions, and it's not to say that we shouldn't be paying attention to, you know, Dinesh D'Souza's latest documentary where you've got mule traffickers or or, or ballot traffickers and, and people that are that are dumping, but those are all manifestations of or or symptoms of the primary problem, which are the machines. It's all machine driven. So you know that tells me that if this is you know an emergency room. We think of triage. I see voter ID initiatives as a fever. I see uh, the ballot stuff as, you know, someone's sick, he's coughing, but it's not the same thing as, as a guy coming in that's lost an arm. The person that lost the arm needs immediate attention. That's the machine. That's the machine issue. We got to focus on that and, and resolve that issue. And what you're going to find is you're enough time to deal with ID, the ballot issue, the HR1 stuff. None of the fixes that we're seeing across the board have anything to do with the main culprit. And, and that's the Dominion machines, the ESNS machines, Smartmatic, what have you. Um, so yeah, we, we need requisite focus to, to get to the problem. And we have an opportunity to do that. But at the end of the day, what, what we want is counties to start having elections that they can trust in. And so when we go in there, great. If you'll let us have access to your machines to do a full forensic audit like we're doing here in New Mexico, we're going to take that information and share it far and wide and try to educate people on what these machines did to our voices. But if folks don't want to do that, they don't want to invest the time and you already have a low public confidence level, which they do. If you look at Rasmussen, 85% of Republicans don't have any faith in our elections. And that's that green territory that we we're talking about. So, I mean, right now you can in good faith go to any audit. We don't need any of these things. We just want to get rid of them. You, you can, you can make that ask right now based on public trust alone, because, it, you know, we're, we don't need to ask for permission. So, I mean, I think my wife heard this from someone. I think it's brilliant. It's called the rattlesnake theory. How many times do you need to be bitten by a rattlesnake before you, you sit there and going, you know, this just isn't working for me. And, and so, if New Mexico can, New Mexico can provide proof in its one county. Yep, we've been bitten by a rattlesnake. You don't want to be bitten this way. Then we've got 32 other counties in our state that can take that and say, you know, based on what they just showed us, 
we're going to paper. We don't even need an audit. We don't need yeah. a can We've seen enough. So my hope and vision is that because we can't audit 3,009 counties over the next four months, it's just not going to happen, is to find one rural county in each of our 50 states that can make that decision. And you're going to have a major collapse of dominoes across the board. Our, our problem with the Maricopa thing is that we were all sitting and watching and waiting one county in one state and we, we lost time on the clock. I think the, it's, it's imperative that we work in all counties and we, we find the political bottlenecks that aren't as corrupt. And I think it's to go is local, local counties with people that see the world the way that you and I do. Got to take a break real quick and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should anyone suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's not the thing we always think about, but it's very expensive. It'll cost tens of thousands of dollars, and that's pre-Biden inflation money. Don't risk bankruptcy. Sign up for AirMed Care Network today, and here's how it works. $85 gets you coverage for your whole family for one year. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as long as you're flown by an AMCN provider, you won't pay one cent for that air medical transportation flight. Don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year, and they have a little tool on their website where you can enter in your zip code and see if you are covered. As a bonus, for listeners of this show, if you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So is that it? You just end it yeah. like that? But we both have it. We both have Air Medicare Network. I have it. I know you have it. It's fire insurance. Yeah. 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 It's emergency insurance. So when is this audit going to get going when, when are we going to when are we going to start seeing the different results obviously you say you want to keep this under wraps you don't want it to become a media circus what kind of timeline do you That's think true. we're looking at oh we lost we, lo him. we lost him um we we're losing you there david They don't. <laughs> they don't want you. They don't want you speaking. It's obvious they, they don't, don't want, want you speaking. speaking. All right, do you got me back? So, yeah. Got got you back. Yeah. So start again. We didn't hear any of that. Yes, I I'm hoping for a 30 to 45 day turnaround. Um, total, really. Total hope. Now, what, you know, we'll see what happens. I can tell you right now is this: thing. we're beginning our canvas, and we we envision four to five weekends of completing the canvas. Uh, we did a community meeting uh, last week where we had a, about 150 people that showed up. We'd like to have crew of, a crew of about 200 out there knocking on doors. And we've got the process worked out. Um, we don't have 2.1 million ballots to look at. We've got 26,000. So it's a much more doable um, thing. So we can get in there, I think, in and out in two days and get what we need to do the analysis. I mean, scanning all those ballots, envelopes included. Chief could have done things in Copa County that would have taken 10 days that took months. But because ballot images were kept, for, uh, because there was a slow walk, uh, there was a level of efficiency. We expect 
to have someone that's going to work really quickly. So, so I want to go back to what you said. You said that ballot images were kept from people that needed to do those analysis. I mean, I think what you're referring to is that they had the ballot images and they played this cat and mouse deal and acted like they were incompetent, sending over corrupt images to Dr. Shiva, not providing them to the right people, sending them over to Jovan, when I thought Jovan was on the paper, but whatever. Um, and then, but never giving them to Dr. Shiva until six to nine months later. Isn't that accurate? That, that's correct. So Doug Logan was in possession of the ballot images, could have given them to Dr. Shiva back in April. Shiva ended up getting images in November, two months after the final report was even published. So that's the kind of incompetence that we saw. And we know that the the real non-corrupted images were provided to Jovan before they were to Dr. Shiva. Um, we could have saved hundreds of thousands of dollars, the people that actually fundraised for that, and had information that would have saved so much time at the outset if we would have just had the right people running the show there. Uh, Shiva made some course corrections in spite of the fact that his work was sabotaged. I'm proud to announce that Fightback is going to be releasing some of his findings in a report that are, that's going to be a game changer. Um, but yeah, we're not going to have that here. We've got, we're, we basically know what we're looking for. And um, the, the operation getting into a place and scanning the ballots, scanning envelopes, uh, looking at the cast vote record, it doesn't have to be what, what we observed in Maricopa, which was just, it was lengthy. I mean, they had everything that they needed, I, I want to say by early July, and yet we waited till September. All the work was done. Um, so I don't envision that being Shiva's approach. Uh, we've been given assurances that, that we think we can get a turn pretty quickly. So I think 45 days is, is uh, what I'm hoping will be the, the, the last day that we're waiting for some type of reporting. Okay, so let's say it takes 45 days. It comes out and, there's, and the machines are absolutely clean. Then what? Well, we'll have to see. I mean, the only thing that matters is the truth. The whole, the whole point or the pitch to the county commission was we want to affirm or dispel the lack of trust in voting. I anticipate that we're not going to find clean machines. We're going to find machines that are highly manipulated. Do, do you think you'll find the... Um, sorry, If there was a trust... You're, you're freezing up because they don't want you to basically speak now, but uh, thank no, you. I'm, I'm freezing up too. I'm <laughs> freezing up too. I think this is a, uh, a studio computer issue. Um, so, so I, so I want to, I want to ask you a question about the, the, the overarching philosophy here. You went in there because you saw that there was fraud mathematically. You're going to go in the machines. You're going to probably mount those machines, given the, the connection to some of the technology experts that have worked across the nation. And from there, you're, you're, going, to, you're, going, to, you're going to build this report. But what if you get in there and you see that all the logs have been deleted? I mean, isn't that a breach? Isn't that by itself a breach? The question it, we have to prosecute. All right, say that again. Evidence is, we have to we have to work like prosecutors, not just data analysts. The data analysts want to analyze data. If the bad guys destroy evidence 
you know, in, in my former career, you've got a destruction of records or tampering, or we call it spoliation of evidence. You ask for a legal inference that the evidence that you were seeking would have proved your case. And, and that case is fraud. So if this whole question about whether we use the machines is, is based on this idea of do we have trust, does the public have trust, then destruction of records to me is an automatic, automatic uh, reason for why you go to the county saying, we got we to decertify, we got to get rid of these machines, we got to go to a paper election immediately. So no matter how you slice this up, they're not going to in with that. All right. Say that again, David. You broke up again. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> How much? <did> you <laughs> uh, we, we lost the last couple minutes, and I don't know why we have some degradation here, Mister Producer. I, I don't. I don't get this. What do we know? What's going on in the studio? I. I've put them down to the lowest quality of input. Um, all the applications are closed. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I'll just do a quick study real quick on seeing what the, the uh, internet is. Okay, go ahead, David. Repeat it, because we didn't get any of that, actually. Okay. Well, if you can hear me now. We can hear you. Um, we need to stop approaching these audits and these meetings with county commissioners as just data analysts. We've got a lot of ec experts and engineers that like sifting through data. And what happens is, you know, I used to say this as a, trial attorney, I used to hate having engineers on my jury because they only can make a decision if they have all of the information. And well, the problem is with bad guys, with criminal actors, they try to cover up their tracks. They destroy evidence. And so you have to have built into your calculus um, an, an, an outcome that involves justice when you catch someone destroying evidence. So this trusted build you're talking about, that's the destruction of evidence. So we can go to the county and say, look, public trust is not increased by virtue of the fact that we've caught people wiping machines. Same result is what we're going to ask for. We can't use these machines. And so I think that's going to be the approach is if and that they're wiping stuff and we can't do the work that we, we need to do. They shouldn't be the beneficiaries of that. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think that, uh, I think that as we get further down this pathway, though, you know, there's a temperature that's going up in the nation. People are saying all over the place, well, nothing's happening, nothing happen is happening. But, David, there's a lot happening right now in Wisconsin and, and uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia and Nevada and uh, New Mexico and Colorado and Arizona. I mean, we're literally seeing an explosion of artifacts related to, I shouldn't use that word, um, of of evidence related to election fraud, and it all centers on the machine. How about Tarrant Tarrant uh, Tarrant County? You saw what happened there, right? Yeah, in Texas, right? Yeah, the the guy literally was a programmer for Smartmatic. That's what he did. First time that a uh, that county flipped from from Republican to Democrat. First time ever. And the guy that runs it is a coder for Smartmatic, which is the basis behind. Or similar code, same code, as what you see in ESNS and Dominion. And it smells. You smell it and you go, everything around these companies, including the people like Edwin Smith, who, who jumps from company to company to company, everything about them smells bad. Everything. And yet, 
and, and yet we have all this evidence. Why is it that we don't have any prosecutions happening now? Why is it that we're still rewarding these piece of garbage companies? So I'm going to call them what they are with contracts. Yeah. And, and why? Why is nobody standing up? Yeah, we don't have an evidence problem. We've got a justice problem. It's never been about the evidence. This is about um, people in power that like us quo was effectively the tip of the spear in, in revealing mass corruption Okay, we, we broke up again with David. I, David, I don't I don't know what's happening. I mean, maybe jiggle your internet deal on your side. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any doubt that they would want to interrupt your ability to have a conversation here to stop people from watching the podcast. I'm going to tell you guys the information we have is is absolutely amazing. It's amazing because uh, 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 Professor David Clements is actually doing an audit with Dr. Shiva and others in a county in New Mexico. You back with us? I hope so. Can you hear me? All right, I can hear you. Tell everyone in your house or, or your office to get off the yeah. internet. <clears throat> Turn off the Netflix. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. It's not that. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I just say it's a justice problem. It's not an evidence problem. And and the reason why we know we're right is that when you have that Rasmussen poll that shows you know sixty one percent plus knows that the election was rigged. That's in spite of the fact that we've been heavily censored. That's been yeah. in spite of the fact that the courts aren't listening to us. It's in spite of the fact that our politicians don't have a spine. And that needle keeps moving and moving and moving. Um, so I think people are feeling the heat. And what I love about this movement is that there's a relentlessness. That's you. All right. See, every time he goes to speak and, and, and say something, it, it breaks out. Let's try it one more time, Mr. Or David. Say that last part again. Yeah, if you can hear me, the I think there's no going back. I mean, we, we've we've come we've come to a crescendo in this movement that there's not going to be a, a place or a time where people say, you know, something November 3, 2020 was legit. I think there was a worry for a month or two back in March of last year. of Are we going to break through? I don't have that worry anymore. We got people that are just dug in like an Alabama tick. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, so w w now we get to the point where are we going to ask the public to do something about it? Are we going to hold our own tribunals? Can we own? A, can we hold our own tribunals? I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're a lawyer. Can we actually go and just arrest people as people? I mean, what what authority do they have to say no? You have to stay within our system. We already said no. Don't we have the authority to walk in and say no? No, we'll have our own court of law. I'm, I'm for one, I want to, to publish it. I want to get all the people in one place, make, make a mock court deal, bring in the evidence, give them an opportunity to present their side at the court, and then have a jury, put, put up a jury of 30 people and then ask that jury, well, what do you think happened? I mean, don't you think we should do that? Well, everything in my, in my soul is saying that sounds right. But when people ask me for legal, like they're, my legal advice, or my, you're basically going off of historical case law that you can you make some semblance of a prediction of what you think can happen. And we just don't have a histor historical framework for an election coup on this level. Um, so we're, we're effectively writing the manual on how to rule the republic real time. 
Um, I think that's why my instincts are saying, let's get to the counties. County, I'll tell you this right now, we've got a sheriff active. We've got a sheriff that says, I'm going to ask my deputies to help you canvas. And if we get a bunch of interference, because we've had interference, the state auditor is trying to shut us down named Brian Cologne. He's tied at the hip with our corrupt secretary of state. So they're going to try to do whatever they can to stop us. Well, what's great about having a sheriff is that if they do, we don't need their permission. They can exercise their own jurisdiction to seize those machines and bring in experts because a crime has been committed. So we have many different options, but that might be something that we do is we're running into frustration because, you know, like Maricopa, for instance, they got a sheriff, but the sheriff was funded to the tune of $2 million by George Soros. There's not, you're not going to have any action there. So we got to go to environments or terrain in middle America where the sheriffs will work with you because, you know, here, here's the deal. Grand juries are comprised of we, the people. And the county sheriff is supposed to be elected by we, the people. They present a case to uh, through a county attorney or district attorney, and we, the people, are there. I don't think we have leveraged our, our greatest strength, which is getting into places that have been neglected, ignored by the urban areas. And once you start pulling out those Jenga blocks in all these different counties, that structure is going to fall. The election system is going to fall. Um, so, yeah, I can envision a version of what you're saying, Joe, but we have to press our advantage in areas where you, you don't have that political corruption. And that's the green areas of Seth's map. Those are the areas we just have to make the push. And my frustration is that we should have organized people to, to flood these county commission meetings immediately after the November 3rd, 2020 election. And they should just be increasing their numbers, showing up every two weeks demanding that we get rid of these machines. Who's to say we can't do that? It's almost like a, the equivalent of that trucker convoy in, in Canada. Let's have convoys just to the clerk's building or to these county commission meetings. And, and if we need to make it feel like it is a pitchfork and torch environment. And it hasn't, you know, these commissioners aren't scared enough yet. They got a taste of it in Otero County. We got some patriots there. But there's no reason why we can't replicate what we did in Otero County across the country. Well, there, there's there's a there's an article that was written by uh, Ash Epp, who's been a, a, a an amazing journalist looking into truth, and she starts the uh, about the Mesa report, what happened in Mesa, Colorado, and and frankly, nobody's talking about Mesa because the Secretary of State came out and and basically weaponized weaponized the judiciary against Tina Peters, who is the county clerk and recorder weaponized it, charged her second in charge with burglary for doing the work that the dep that the county clerk recorder told her to do, has blocked all efforts, has used the media. The media has allowed her to use them as a tool and say, oh, now you have another county in Elbert County. But but the 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 thing that that, that Ashley wrote here is there's the, is there trust in a trusted build if the builders broke our trust? Meaning the machine makers broke our trust. Look, we are at a place right now, David, you'd have to be an, um, an absolute freaking moron or a radical leftist to not know that the elections were stolen by the machines. You would, have to, you would literally have to be dumb to not believe that that's not the case. Yeah. Well, I agree. So this is a matter of how long do we try to, to remain peaceful and use whatever we have at our disposal when, when all we see is lawlessness. 
right? And, and so I, I, I empathize with the frustration, but I, I also believe this, that you and I are having this conversation on a podcast today. Mm-hmm. Chances are everyone here that's watching this is going to get three squares today. You know, we're going to get our food. We're, we're going to have relative comfort. We can fill up our cars with highly inflated gas. But the, the, the point is, is in this information war, as long as there's an opportunity to move that needle, and we have, we can't lose sight of the fact that we've moved the needle and the public is just losing their minds. And we're asking different questions now. Joe, we, we weren't asking that question that you just asked eight months ago. It was too soon. But right now, I think the people are ready for, uh, you know, firing squads. They're pissed. They're upset. I'm ready for them. Um, so I think we gotta we gotta keep red pilling people up up until the I guess the the outside fence, if you will, and push it as far as we can, and um, and just remain peaceful until we can't. I, I don't know if we're there yet, but um, I think I've heard you say this: we can never be the person that fires the first shot. But they're and, firing uh, shots. So I, they're firing. They're shots firing shots. Yeah, they're firing they shots are. at us. We just haven't figured out yet that that the rules don't apply to them. I mean, we we as people haven't figured out that our fifty two cents on the dollar that goes to the government that they get to use on their slush funds and pass around to each other and glad hand each other and basically uh, do things that betray the American people. We haven't figured out that all we have to do is just shut that off. We haven't figured out that we can walk into a courtroom, pick up all the judges' stuff, put it out in the in the hallway, and say, "You're fired. Get out." It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the difference between right and wrong. And right now, we're, we have an ethical, we have a justice problem. We have a, a judiciary problem where they use fundamental, they use this little jinky thing to bypass right versus wrong. And the system was designed to protect us against what's wrong. Yet they've weaponized our systems against us and they won't prosecute. They won't even prosecute murderers and rapists. They won't even close our border. I mean, at this point, it's not about, to me, David, I'm telling you, it's not about being peaceful. It's about literally spanking the living bejesus out of the people that need a spanking. Get down to corporal punishment. I mean, I think we have to do it. We have to. I don't, I don't know yeah. of any other choice. You're going to do this audit, do all this information, and then what? Sheriff arrests him, puts it in front of a DA, and the DA is like, nah. I don't see anything here. Yeah, That's well, I think part, part of the part of the part of the the trouble with that, Joe, is I'm with you, but but we also know that you've got people that are listening to this podcast that are looking for any reason to to um, make life even more difficult. So I, yeah. I'm in spirit with you, brother. I, I am all about the treason approach, the firing squads, you name it. Um, but what, what, I'll, what I'm trying to model for folks that are out there is a, an attitude, a commitment that every day that I wake up, the only thing that's on my plate is fixing 2020. I know you're wired the same way. And we're finding more and more people that are joining, on, joining us in this fight. I think we need something that, that's a lot like that, that convoy outside of Ottawa. It's, it's the county clerk convoy where people are showing up in mass and demanding that their voices be restored. And the beauty of this, the strategy is it usually only takes about three votes because these are smaller counties. And these are three votes you don't run through a Dominion machine. It's, it's a vote to get rid of the machines and start getting to your paper-based system and imagining a world this May that every vote that you cast is a vote. It's not a manipulated, fractionalized data point. It's a vote. 
And the sheriff that's on your ballot is your sheriff. The state rep is your state rep, the judge. And then we can start having some hope. So there's different ways to slice this up. But at some point, there's going to be an accounting. I don't have any doubts about that. And you and I and many others that are out there that are trying to bring about this public perception where finally we the people can say in one strong voice, we've had enough. I think we're getting there. I think we're closer than we've ever been. I wish that this fight was over with six months ago. Um, but I'm going to keep laboring and I'm going to keep grinding. I know you will until we get there. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I've, I was never a person that grew up thinking about like the death penalty as being a great thing or, or delighting in the idea, the idea of people being executed. This past calendar year after the treason that I've seen completely flipped. I will look and watch that in a heartbeat. The people that did this to our country, I'm going to have a front row seat. And that's what we're all laboring towards. I mean, right now I'm talking about the mechanics of an audit, but to what end? It's for accountability. It's to get justice. It's to get results. That's why we were so fed up with what happened in Maricopa County and the fraud that that Jovan Pulitzer put out there. We don't have time to be polite. So I, I've tried to be as as wise as I can I can manage in trying to get to the truth, remove the grifters, remove the fraudsters and and focus on these machines and that's what i appreciate about, appreciate about you joe is that it's the machines it's the machines the machines and trying to wake up is not being distracted this red wave nonsense this overwhelming algorithm nonsense uh, voter id initiatives it's not the issue the issue is is machines if we rid ourselves of them the sooner we'll be back yeah so i have a special for you you're right it's all about the machines and it's all about the machines. And we know that God is in the middle of all of it. I want to bring him up here because I think it's important that we put God in the middle of our conversation. I think we've, we, we have to honor him. We have to follow him. It says faith without works is dead. I truly believe that you're doing the hard work. But you also have shined a light on, I'm going to put something on this, you shined a light on we the people, or excuse me, freeing the people, freeing the people that are political prisoners. Um, obviously, they can follow that, that Telegram channel, which is uh, the uh, prisoner's record. Right? The prisoner's record. Oh, you freeze up on me again? <laughs> you freezed up. Yes. Uh, okay. pr the prisoner's record. The prisoner's record. So we have this shirt that is, says, you want to read it for me? Free our... Ah, oh, you got to be kidding me. I know they don't want free you to say people. it now. No, the, the audio video is getting really bad for me. <laughs> That's why I've been staying so quiet. I'm getting video to my feed. Like 50%. So I don't even know if you're able to hear what I'm saying. It's frozen right now for me. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, it says free our people. And that's through our partner, sponsor of the show, Enterforce. If we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, our partner, Enterforce, is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 with a gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and 20000 in cold, hard cash. Conservative Daily listeners will get 1,000 bonus entries. Anytime that they purchase one of the shirts, including that free our people shirt using promo code CD 21, when you visit the site, enterforce.com, that's E N R F O R C E.com. So go there, buy some gear. It does well, help support troops and veterans. So do that too. And you can have a chance to win big. Have to read that too. Make sure have to read this too. Make sure you understand no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to win technically. And a purchase or payment will not improve chances of winning. So sweepstakes. 
So yeah. head over to enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Use promo code CD21 and get a thousand bonus entries. And and Max, I woke up to literally a thousand, must have been a thousand emails of saying there's no women's sh- uh, shirts on there. There now are women's shirts that have free our people and there there's sweatshirts. So the sweatshirts have been added as well. So we have sweatshirts and we have um, t-shirts on the women's side and the men's side. Um, but right up front, you can kind of see it. It's $40 free our people t-shirts. I have one question. Were you wearing the shirt backwards yesterday? No, no, no. That that shirt just has this it one has. The, yeah, it just has. So, so I got the first I got the first uh, uh, run. So this is on the front. The new run has it on the back and on the front, which I thought was pretty gotcha. awesome. So free our people so they can see it from the front and see it from the back. Free our people. They have it in women's. They also have it in the in the sweatshirts as well. And you get a, a thousand extra entries if you use CD21 or CD22. You pick. You can use those. Okay, take it down. This was a big deal. They wanted that we wanted they wanted to be a sponsor, and I was like, "You want to be a sponsor?" And you you give to the the veterans. I love all that. You got these. Uh, they have these surprise packs you can buy. These bundle packs you can buy. I was like, "Okay, I'll do that if you'll put up our T-shirt, and you'll make it one of the things out out there." And and frankly, I think that that should go viral. You know, the free our people should go viral. We should sell a million of these T-shirts. Everywhere, everyone should be walking around with these T-shirts on that says "Free Our People." You should go everywhere talking about "Free Our People" because they're languishing in in the basement, in some rat-infested place, being abused by the the uh, um, guards, who half of them don't speak English, and they're not even American. I think it's just it's a sad case, David. Sad case. I do want to thank you for bringing light to that. Oh, well, I, I'd invite people to, to, to join our community. See, the prisoner's record is all volunteer driven. We just we have people that are administrators that uh, do nightly prayer meetings, six mountain time. We have letter writing campaigns. Yesterday, we had a gentleman named Palmer, had 200 to his name. And I think last time I checked, we raised over $7,000 just yesterday for his family. So, you know, you can pay the mortgage or rent. You can you can get groceries. You can pay the bills. And we've stepped in with whatever wisdom that we have to to be a lifer for all of these J6 families. And so when I see any of these initiatives that's going to, you know, drop a light on our J6 families, I'm, I'm all about that. Yes and amen. All the way. 100%. Well, we'll give you the final word. Um, they can go to Fight Back, and they can actually support the uh, audit as well, right? So Fight Back has created a campaign to help with um, the audit costs. Yeah, that's right. So we have a commitment from the county that they're in. Okay. To raise about $100,000. Uh, we the people do. And so Fight Back law.pay.com forward slash New Mexico audit or NM audit. I'll put, I'll put a link out on um, my telegram channel and circulate, but we'd like to raise that money to ensure that we can take care of canvassers, that we can take care of the volunteer driven aspects. Fightback.law. Uh, um, well, it's fightback. Um, the link that you all provided with me this morning, let me see here from, uh, I think it was Stu. Yeah. Fightbacklaw. Is it Pedoxa pay? dot com forward slash nm audit 
that was the link that was given to me this morning. Okay. So I'll circulate that through my channels. I appreciate Joe if if you all you know I will. We need to raise a hundred thousand guys. Listen, at ten or eleven million. So so the reason it's, it's relatively cheap. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because we have to raise a hundred thousand dollars, but they spent eight million dollars in New Mexico. They wasted eight million dollars in Arizona. Correct. That's right. Resulted in the in the bankruptcy of um, uh, Cyber Ninjas. Resulted in pretty much, uh, I mean, great four volumes of information that, frankly, most of it was fraudulent. Brnovich has the information about the guy that that literally uh, wiped the servers, wiped the logs. But they have they have video of him. They know who he is. A man lost his life literally a, a couple of days after delivering that to Brnovich. Nothing's come of that either. I mean, we're in lawlessness. We're this, it's like. Do whatever you want if you're the BLM pieces of trash. But if you, if you stand up for something that's right, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to – no, we're not going to – nothing. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the frustration with Brnovich, I mean, I think I was one of, one of the earlier voices saying, let's get, to, let's get to it now because, in my opinion, he had the legal authority back in December of not last year but the year before – after you had those eight hour long public hearings where people are talking about all the fraud that they saw, yeah. there should have been a letter of preservation issued day one. Instead, they, they let nine, 10 months go by. And after they're told that a bunch of evidence has been destroyed, then they issue a letter of preservation. It's just, it's bad form all the way across. Um, it looks like incompetence to me. So I don't it's have a high though. level. These are not incompetent people. These are not incompetent people. This is done on purpose to make it look incompetent. It's like, oops, I made a mistake. Guys, we, we, we have some of the worst leaders in the world, not just the country, but the world. These The corruption is so deep on both sides of the aisle. They're just keeping their little places on it, and we have to throw them out. We have to throw the establishment GOP out. Frankly, I'm, I'm all for a third party, the, the People's Party. I think you can get most Democrats and Republicans probably to come over to that and say, look, if it, if it benefits us, we'll, we'll, we'll support it. Throw out the, the lobbyists, throw out the people that are just making money for big pharma and other people that can basically suck off the, the American tit. Forget it. Just get rid of all of them. Get to one place where we actually go back to our community and listen to the people in the community because they definitely don't do it in the Republicans or the Democrats. The problem with a third party is as long as we have a first past the post system where you can win with just a plurality of support, a third party will never work, right? Because the minute you split one of those other parties, that just lets either a Democrat or Republican waltz in with 30% of the vote. So in order for third parties to be viable in the United States, you need to significantly change the way that it works. Now, I don't like ranked choice voting. I think that that is, uh, that has more problems than it actually is worth. But as long as we have first past the post, I mean, in a parliamentary system where it's, it's proportional, right? You can get 15% of the vote as a third party. You can end up being in parliament in some capacity, but here, um, even if you had a, a, a third party, get 20, 30% of the vote, you'd still just have the other side walk in with a small plurality. So we would need to change, which I'm all for, but we need to figure out a way to change the election system in order to make that viable. Yeah. It would be viable if you were able to swing both sides. 
Yeah. It's viable if you got 60%, 70% to move over. Yeah, you don't take one party and rip it apart. You take both parties. That's a big ask because you see how much money the Democrat Party, you see how much money the Republican Party has. Yeah, we've got to get to the place where... We're not talking about the Federalists and Anti-Federalists or the Whigs where they close up shop. These parties today do not close up shop. They are set up to be in it forever, right? (laughs) They own property. (laughs) I think think that, I mean, and and we're out of time um, and... But but I think that this is an interesting conversation. David, I'll probably bring you back to talk about this because th- this is that age-old deal that I don't think we war-roomed enough. Is, that, is there a way to get people on both sides to say, I want life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I'm willing to have ethics and morals in our, in our environment that God should reign uh, supreme in how we live our lives. Um, even those that are, that are unbelievers or that are you know, agnostic would agree that the principles of God are, are the thing that hold us as a community, hold us as a, as a, as a uh, society together. And you can start seeing when you remove him from the fold that this chaos ensues. But I'll give you the final word, David. You froze. I th- no. Let me know what if I'm back. Okay, you're back. There you're you back. go. You're back. Am I back? Okay. Now don't move. Thanks. Yeah. I think if you fix 2020, everything we're talking about is on the table. I think you're. I think we're. we're we can start being the tinkerers and and the like, much like the where the founders did the world's greatest governmental system that took into account depravity, and that you got people out there that don't have great motives. And if we can reclaim that, then we'll have our voices back. Who knows what we can achieve? But we got to fix 2020 and get rid of those machines. I agree. Hey, God bless you. Um, obviously, you know that I'm in your corner. I'll continue to be in your corner. We're going to raise that $100,000 this morning. So please, everyone, go to that link. We'll put it in the description. Um, if you're on the audio version, um, we'll put it in the description of that as well. Um, David, God bless you, and thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Max. Take care. Thanks. You know, I wanted to get really spicy and talk about all the other fraud that's existing across the country um, and the things that we're, we're dealing with related to that. But um, obviously, I think that it probably should uh, use that for another day. But there's a lot of explosive information coming out of Colorado. We're going to have Ron Hanks on in the next couple of days. Um, Mr. Producer, I'll give you the information on him so we can get him set up. But uh, that's it. We're out of time, Max. Yeah. Good show. That's Lots of information. That's going to be for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe everywhere we are, especially the audio version. Even if you watch live, subscribe to the audio version. That's how we prove the numbers for advertisers. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Uh, if you can, do Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review so we can climb up, up, up in those rankings. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, so tune in for that. All the links for where you can watch are in the description. Even if there's one that you prefer, if you prefer Rumble or DLive or conservative-daily.com, make sure that you bookmark all of them because sometimes things go down and you want to make sure that you can watch us no matter what. And on that same note, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our text alert system. This is the best way you can get kept up to date with information telling you what we're talking about and how, when, and where you can watch. You can text the word freedom to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system and you'll get a message, as I just said, telling you what we're talking about and where you can watch. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Remember the fight to take back the country isn't over yet, but the only way we win. Oh, why is he Jake Freho?
Who did that? That's not nice. I screwed up. Uh, okay. Uh, you're admonished. The fight to take back the country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stab and fight together.